0: Your hymn is on the goldenrod sheet. It's the hymn appointed for Septuagesima. Also happens to be the one that we use on Reformation Day. It's kind of the hymn of the day. That is uh, listed for that as well. Um, sad to say, we've only got ten stanzas. There were fourteen original and the best we could do was ten. Uh, Lutheran worship had six, so we're we're going in the right direction. Right in the middle. We're <laughs> we're going to get there. Um, the hymn is written by Paul Sparatus, um very accomplished uh, man. Was a Roman uh, priest. Um, came to learn of of Luther and the Reformation. Um, married, uh, obviously couldn't stay in the Roman church. The, uh, he was the private secretary for Elector Frederick the Wise, or Frederick III. Uh, Luther already, 1517, was telling people we need some hymns in the vernacular. We need some German hymns, and we need them to be written uh, he, was saying that when? he was saying that already at about 1517, 1520, not long after 1517. And um, uh, you can see this is 1523, so not long after that. Um, one of them was written in 1523. Paul Sparatus wrote uh, three hymns that are included in the first Lutheran hymnal. First Lutheran hymnal. Um, how many hymns were listed in the first Lutheran hymnal? About fifteen. Yes. Way too high. Oh.
1: Yes. Ten.
0: Eight. <laughs> Eight <laughs> hymns. That's what we got. Wow. Um, Paul Sparratus yes. wrote three of them. Uh, yes. Luther, and that was one of these. <laughs> yeah. It was the second one on the list. Um, and so uh, wonderful. A uh, wonderful writer. Uh, the melody, also quite familiar, taken from a 15th century chorale. And um, again, uh, it, it is one that you can see why it would have been used for Reformation. Uh, it's themes of law and gospel. It's teaching uh, how we are saved and then how do saved people live um, Septuagazimah is uh, the beginning of the gesimah season, or pre-Lent. We're calling people into the vineyard. We're getting people ready so that we can enroll them in the church's uh, program, which will then bring them into the church at the Easter Vigil. And so you can see also here that um, it's going to let us know, what is this church thing all about? Um, and so we're going to take a look at these stanzas, um, as I said, we've got, we've got ten of them. Uh, the eighth stanza nobody has. Stanza eleven, twelve, and thirteen are the ones that we don't have. They added a, uh, Gloria, uh, doxological one in LWTLH. Um I actually went back and wanted to find out some of those, uh, other stanzas and, and, uh, I haven't had a chance to kind of go through this. What is interesting though, in this, and this is a copy of that very first, uh, hymnal, uh, after the first three pages of the hymn, there are two pages that have Bible verses coded to each stanza. Each of the fourteen stanzas. And so, um, what is it? Uh Aus der Schiffaroftis Um the scriptures about which they are 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 teaching. Um and so like Ephesians two, Romans three are at the beginning. Um one other thing and I just haven't uh of those three hymns, this is the most familiar um and and fabulous uh, the third one is also uh, found in some places uh, the second one is found nowhere um, I can't find it in English anywhere it's only in German
1: um, uh, I tried a, a his of his three, original his three original hymns that
0: are in those eight uh, ah. the first hymnals so what that is I don't know and I'm uh, uh, the German is is uh, Pretty ancient, so it's, it's, would require quite a bit, and that's doing the best I can to get something close, but we'll see. <laughs> Alright, so let's take a look at the, uh, at this hymn. Well, take some time with it. It's fabulous. Stanza number one. Salvation unto us has come. Salvation unto us has come. By God's free grace and favor. By God's free grace
1: and favor.
0: Good works cannot avert our doom. Good works cannot They help and save us never.
1: They help and save us never.:
0: So if you haven't gotten it yet, <laughs> salvation, it's free. It's grace. It's uh, God favoring us. Good works are things that we do, but they can't help us. They can save us never. Uh, you know How many times do you need to uh, uh, repeat that? Faith looks to Jesus Christ alone.
1: Faith looks to Jesus Christ alone.
0: Who did for all the world atone.
1: Who did for all the world atone?
0: He is the mediator. He is the mediator. Um, I think in LW it says he is the one redeemer. He is the one but he is the mediator. Okay. Um, so it begins distinguishing between a salvation by works that can save us never and the salvation that has come to us. It's not what we did, it's what he did in coming to us. Stanza 1, uh, again, uh, whether it's Romans 3 as, as uh, Ephesians 2, for by grace we are saved through faith, or Romans 3 where it teaches how... Uh, the law shows us our sins and cannot save us, uh, so he begins uh, with that. What God does, what God doth in his law demand. What God
1: doth
0: in his law demand. So stanzas two through four are going to deal with the law now. He's set the theme, law and gospel. Uh, what God doth in his law demand. No man to him can render. And so he draws his flaming brand and so
1: he draws his flaming brand.
0: to punish the offender to
1: punish
0: So the law demands we can't keep it. What does that mean? He is going to punish uh, he is going to break the brand upon us. Our flesh has not those pure desires.
1: Our flesh has not.
0: Which first of all the law requires.
1: Which first of all the law requires.
0: We are in condemnation.
1: We are in condemnation.
0: So, what does the law desire? Not just outward works, a pure heart, the pure desires. It desires that which is inside and then produces that which comes out. Uh, And so he begins with the law saying, We can't do it. Uh, because we cannot produce these, uh, desires that are within. Stanza three. Let me read it through. It was a false, misleading dream that God his law had given for to, for us to keep and merit claim and earn our way to heaven. So that last part, that's false and misleading. The idea that we could keep and merit claim, claim merit uh, by doing our good works and earn our way to heaven, that is false. God's law is but a mirror bright to bring the inbred sin to sight that lurks within our nature. So what's the law supposed to do then? It was not given, Uh, we changed it into this misleading dream, what it was really given for is to be a mirror. First, second, or third use? First use. Curb, Curb mirror, guide. Second. 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 Curb, mirror, guide. Mirror. It's the second use. It is to show us our, our sin. sin. The mirror, you look at the mirror, it shows you the way that you really are. We don't like seeing the way we really are. Um, but the law shows us that. But this says even more. God's law is but a mirror bright to bring what? Not just outward.
1: The inbred sin. Yeah.
0: The inbred sin. We're talking hereditary sin. So how would the law do that?
1: Because we was talking about before our desires. Uh-huh.
0: It does do that. Yep. It does show us. It does tell us.
1: Because when we look at the law, we know we can't keep it. It's not about our own man that we're, born with.
0: that we're born with. When you see the sins, you say, where did this come from? Where did it flow out? Of? When you see the water, you say, where's the fountain? Where is it flowing from? What is the mirror doing? It's showing us by our works, as well as by telling us the desires and the motives that we need to have, which we cannot see, and so we end up seeing our evil desires, our concupiscence, these things. So it brings it, as it says, to sight, that which lurks within our nature. So, when we begin our service, we don't just confess random sins and uh, go to a contemporary worship where they're always changing the words, Uh, Senate will send you out the new confession for you to use this Sunday. And this Sunday we confess that, you know, we, um, uh, kicked the cat and stepped on bugs. And then next Sunday we confess we didn't recycle. And then the third Sunday, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry, you know. And and usually when it says this, it says, sometimes we don't love our neighbor.
1: Do we ever love our children?
0: Yeah. Um, and so, you know, what is the law designed to do? Yes, to, to show us. Uh, um, and so we confess not just sin, but I'm a poor, miserable sinner. I confess my sinful nature. Keep going. The law is going to teach us, stanzas 2, 3, and four. Uh, 4. By our own strength to put aside God's wrath... And when his blessing is useless task, by many tried is only guilt increasing. For God hypocrisy abhors, flesh with the spirit ever wars, for tis by nature evil. So, by the time he gets to stanza 4, the law has showed us that what? Uh, this idea that we could set aside God's wrath by our own strength, you know, uh, uh, no. Uh, many's tried, and what do we see? It only increases guilt. Um, what is that, to come to God and say, I'm good, but but inside we are not? It's hypocrisy. God abhors that. So we talk about we're always having, even for the believer, with the spirit, is warring with the flesh. There's always a struggle Stanza five. We're moving on to the gospel. And yet the law fulfilled must be... What happens? We gotta... The law still needs to be fulfilled. God gave the law and someone's gotta keep it. And yet the law fulfilled must be, or we were lost forever. Therefore God sent his Son that he might us from death deliver... He all the law for us fulfilled, and thus his father anger stilled, which over us impended. So, we couldn't do it, therefore God sent us his son. Did he do it? Yes. That he might deliver us from death. He kept the law for us, and it says by his atonement, the wrath of God, his anger has been uh, stilled. Stanza 6. Repeat after me. Since Christ hath full atonement made,
1: Since Christ hath full made,
0: And brought to us salvation,
1: And brought to us salvation,
0: Each Christian therefore may be glad,
1: Each Christian therefore may be glad, And build on this foundation,
0: And build on this foundation, Thy grace alone, dear Lord, I plead. Thy grace alone,
1: dear Lord, I plead.
0: Thy death my life now is indeed.
1: Thy death my life now is indeed.
0: For thou hast paid my ransom.
1: For thou hast paid my ransom.
0: So, he's earned the full atonement. He's brought to us salvation. It says we can build on that. That is something that we can trust in. Uh, he provides this foundation for us. He's giving us his death that gives us life, paying the ransom. Stanza seven continues, five, six, and seven, uh, all gospel. Not doubting this, I trust in thee. Thy word cannot be broken. Thou all dost call, come unto me. No falsehood hast thou spoken. He that believes and is baptized he shall be saved, says thou O Christ, and he shall never perish, and he shall never perish. Um, this particular the uh, older version I haven't had a chance to look um, uh, puts it in the third person uh, that has it put on God's words that God says he shall never perish. Um, LW, I think, puts it in the first person. Uh it says that I shall never perish. I believe and I'm baptized, therefore I shall never perish. Um either way is is uh correct uh as the way that they do it, but I just find it interesting that um probably due to the poetry they uh changed it in that way. All right, so that gives you stanzas five, six, and seven, which are gospel, long gospel. We're only to stanza seven. What would follow after? Sanctified life. What?
1: Sanctified life. The sanctified life follows after.
0: Stanza eight. He just for God and he alone. He he is just before God. He is just. Who would that be? Well, us. We are the ones who believe and are baptized. We're declared righteous. We're declared just. He's just for God and he alone, who by this faith is living. We're going to talk about a living faith. Uh, A living faith. This faith will, by good works, be known to God the glory giving. So... We're talking about a living faith, the one who is just has a living faith, the faith that's actually doing things. And what does it do? It'll do good works. And by that you'll know, what? To God do the glory. Faith gives thee peace with God above, but thou thy neighbor too wilt love if thou art a new creature. So, we, he's made us a new creature. We're going to love our neighbor. Why? Because we've got this peace with God. Faith gives us peace with God, and then we're going to love our neighbor because of that. Stands the number nine. Repeat after me. The law reveals the guilt of sin,
1: the law reveals the guilt of sin.
0: and makes man conscience stricken. The gospel then doth enter in
1: the,
0: gospel, then, the, sinful soul to quicken. the sinful
1: soul
0: to quicken. So we got the law does this, the gospel does this. Come to the cross, trust Christ and live. The law
1: to you no peace can give.
0: The law to you no peace can give. With all its good endeavors.
1: With all its good endeavors.
0: So the law tells us to do good works, to do good endeavors, but that can't give us peace. And so it says, if these are the two things that you have, the law uh, makes us conscience-stricken, the gospel uh, makes us alive and gives us peace. Stanza 10, from faith in Christ, whene'er tis right, good works are surely flowing. No, the faith is dead. That shuns the light, no good works ever showing. So we had a living faith before, now there is a warning. A warning about what? If the faith is dead, what's this shunning the light? Rejecting. Rejecting the word. And rejecting the word, then not hearing it or following it, so the good works never, you know, they're ever showing. If they're not being shown, you go, wait a minute. If no good works ever showing, um, of course there ought to be. Oh. By faith alone the just shall live, good works alone the proof can give of love, which true faith worketh. Stand uh, ten stanzas. I said we had six. Um, Interesting enough, we had one, two, three, six, and, well, we had a couple put together, a doxological and and, kind of seven and ten thrown together. Um, What what was missing in LW? The law, probably. You know, we know that a lot of antinomian against the law you know oh we don't want to have, you know um, interesting enough they kept the first part law and gospel but when it came to the sanctified life when it came to the third use of the law the guide when it came to well now you need to live you know you got to live in faith you yeah, go and do good works you love your neighbor yeah, that those are the stanzas that are cut
1: um, okay but I, know I remember from, you know, from, from our studies the last few weeks, we see over and over again that somebody's always ready to cut down the truth into something smaller or to parse it out to make it seem less offensive or to modify it in some way. So It's, like it's, it's constantly under assault even from people who seem to have it right.
0: Right, right. That is true.
1: And I was just thinking, it depends on probably what era they were editing it. Yes. would change what they left off.
0: Correct, correct, (laughs) correct. And, you know, there's there's nothing to say that you can't cut a hymn down. There's nothing to say you can't. But it it is interesting that, you know, you look at your... So many people talk about culture, culture just being what we live in. The thing with culture is that you're a part of it, you're in it. And so, can you ever fully understand your own culture? No, because you're already in it. It's like the instrument that goes to uh, a test, you know. As soon as you insert the instrument in, you're messing with that there. It's the same kind of thing. And so, um, I would say, in a a similar way, as we go back to, uh, for hymnal purposes and things of that sort, what do you do? Do you want to make yourself and your ideas and your goals the things? So often we go back and go, wait a minute, someone else did it this way. Oh! Um, if, if the consistency, um, that may not be the perfect age, but at least it might speak to correct your age uh, as well. So, For our catechism, we're on Office of the Keys. What is the office of the keys? Repeat after me: the office, of the, keys is that special authority the
1: office of the keys is that special authority which Christ has given to His Church on earth,
0: which Christ has given to His Church on earth, to forgive the sins of repentant sinners,
1: to forgive the sins of repentant sinners.
0: but to withhold forgiveness from the unrepentant.
1: But to withhold forgiveness. As
0: long as they do not repent. As long as they
1: do not repent. repent.
0: So what happens? Christ has given to his church on earth a job, an office, a position. And he says, here's what I want that position. This is what I want that person to do. I want you to put someone in that office, in that job, and I want them to do something. We call that position, the office of the keys, because they have been given the keys to use. Keys lock and unlock. I want them to forgive the sins of repentant sinners. To those who repent and those who confess their sins, tell them that their sins are forgiven. To those who are unrepentant, you are to lock the gates of heaven. You're to withhold forgiveness. Don't give it out to those Ah uh, who are unrepentant, now if they come to repentance, by all means forgive them. But as long as they do not repent, that is to be locked. God has given that office because he wants that done. When
1: does the pastor use these
0: keys of, of, of opening and closing He uses them in private confession absolution
1: corporate
0: He uses them in public confession absolution He uses them in Lord's supper by who is brought forward and and, and refuse he, he uses them continuously preaching and teaching and in fact that's the office that's what his job is Everything that he does is designed to, you know, putting together a bulletin. It's for the purpose of delivering the forgiveness of sins or withholding forgiveness. And so, uh, uh, of course. Uh, And to whom has that office been given? It's been given to his church that it might be used. Where is this written? This is what St. John the Evangelist writes in chapter 20. And so the Easter gospel that comes with this um Actually, it's first Sunday after Easter, but Christ's resurrection. The Lord Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. And that's from John 20. Third question. What do you believe according to these words? Repeat after me. I believe that when the called ministers of Christ...
1: I believe that when the called ministers of Christ deal with, us by his command,
0: deal with us by his divine command, in
1: particular when they exclude openly unrepentant sinners,
0: in particular when they exclude openly unrepentant sinners, from, the from the Christian congregation, and absolve those who repent of their sins and want to do better,
1: and all those who
0: repent and their sins and want to do. Better. This is just as valid and certain, even in, heaven,
1: valid and certain even, even in heaven.
0: As if Christ, our dear Lord, dealt with us himself.
1: As if Christ our dear Lord dealt with. Us himself.
0: So we say, well, if this is a divine office, it's the only office that Christ has set up. Um, we can set up other jobs if we need someone to be the janitor. We can set up a church janitor and things of that sort. But this is the one that says, if you have a congregation, is the only one commanded. Um, well, if God set that up and he calls men to that office, then I believe that these called ministers of Christ, sent by Christ, that when they do their job, it's as if God is doing it. He's working through them. Uh, to give forgiveness or to withhold forgiveness. And they do this as it relates to the Christian congregation. People always want to know, well, Pastor, what about my Uncle Joe? And he did da 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 Well, you know, I mean, I I, I can... Talk about stealing or whatever. Well, yeah. Is he forgiven? No, you know. But but somebody down the street. And I'm sorry, they're not my member. <laughs> it's not my congregation. I. That's not my job. Um. That they either they have a pastor or they have no pastor. But if they come here then I will exercise the keys in regards to them, telling them either they're forgiven or they're not forgiven. Um, but this kind of speculation concerning those outside, no, it says, uh, of those openly unrepentant from the Christian congregation. Um, someone comes in, they sit in the pew, um They don't go to Lord's Supper. What about them, Pastor? I I, I don't know. Um, I tell them, you know, those who are members of this congregation profess their faith and are able to come and to receive Lord's Supper. Would you like to talk about this? Until that point, I don't know. Um, uh, Right now, we're not able to take Lord's Supper together. I'm not saying that you're not a believer you're just not a member of this congregation.
1: How does that work on corporate confession and absolution?
0: Give me a for,
1: for a non-member that sits here, confesses with us.
0: Um, when the scriptures say things like, may it be for you as you believe... They can take those words of Christ just like they can take them out of the scriptures in a hotel room and trust in the words that Christ has to say. So, yeah, um, God knows but it's a general pronouncement. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not saying you're not forgiven. Just, so, yeah. Um, okay, so that hits the office of the keys. We're a little bit over, but I want to make sure to get through those. Let me light the candles, we begin.
1: O Lord, open my lips. And my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father and to the Son. And to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Praise to you, O Christ, Lamb of our salvation. You may be seated.
0: The reading is on the back of the bulletin. is from Matthew chapter twenty. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Now when he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right I will give you. So they went. Again he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle and said to them, Why have you been standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right you will receive. So when evening had come, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, Call the laborers and give them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. And when those came who were hired about the eleventh hour, they each received a denarius. But when the first came, they supposed that they would receive more, and they likewise received each a denarius. And when they had received it, they complained against the landowner, saying, These last men have worked only one hour, and you made them equal to us who have borne the burden and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go your way. I wish to give to this last man the same as to you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is your eye evil because I am good? So the last will be first and the first last. For many are called, but few chosen. This is God's Word. Our hymn, Salvation Unto Us, Has Come. Mm. Salvation
1: Salvation Unto Us Has Come By God's free free grace and and favor Good works cannot avert our doom. They help and save us never. Faith looks to Jesus Christ alone, who did for all the world atone. He is our one creator. What God doth in his body man no man to him can render. And so he draws his flaming brand to punish the offender. Our flesh has not those pure desires which, first of all, the law requires. We are in condemnation. It was a false misleading dream that God his law had given for us to keep and merit claim and earn our way to heaven. God's law is but a mirror bright to bring the impress into sight. That lurks within our nature. By our own strength to put aside. God's wrath and win his blessing. His useless task by many tried. His only guilt increasing. For God hypocrisy abhors. Flesh with for the Spirit ever wars, for it is by nature evil. And yet the law fulfilled must be, or we were lost forever. Therefore God sent His Son that He might us from death deliver. He will all the law for us fulfilled, and thus His Father's anger still, which over us hand Since Christ hath all atonement made and brought to us salvation, each Christian therefore may be glad and build on this foundation. The thy grace alone, so dear Lord, thy plea Thy death, my, my life, life thou now is indeed. For thou, thou hast made my ransom. Not, not doubting this, I trust in thee. In thy word cannot be broken. Be broken. Thou all dost all so come unto me. No falsehood hast thou spoken. He that believes and is baptized, He shall be saved, says thou, O Christ, And he shall never perish. He's just for God and he alone. Who by this faith is living, this faith will by good works be done, to God the glory giving. Faith gives thee peace with God above, but thou thy neighbor too wilt love, if thou art a new creature. The law reveals the guilt of sin and makes man conscience-stricken. The gospel then doth enter in the sinful soul to quicken. Come to the cross, trust Christ, and live. The law to you no peace can give. With all its good endeavors. From faith in Christ when e'er tis right. Good works are surely flowing. The faith is dead that shuns the light. No good works ever showing. By faith alone the just shall live. The works alone the proof can give of love which through faith works. Amen.
0: So, with the Gazamah season, we begin by calling workers into the vineyard. What's the vineyard? The world It's the church, which is the kingdom of heaven. Ah, so he's calling us into his church. He's calling us to be saved. That's what he desires for us. All right, so he goes out at different times of the day. He goes out at the first light. He goes 6 a.m. He goes out at the third hour, 9 a.m., sixth hour, noon, noon. Ninth hour, 3 p.m., and at the 11th hour, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, whatever, the sun is going down, Um, he goes out five different times. Of those that are called into the vineyard, of these five groups, is there any distinction other than just being at different times? There is. What is it? contract. There's a contract with the first group. We're not going out until you promise, you sign the contract until you agree to a denarius. A denarius a day. Um, A denarius is a day's wage for a day's work. They're going to go in and work a day. They said, we want a day's wage. Okay. He signs the contract. Fine. I'll pay you. And they come in. Second group? I'll
1: pay you whatever what? Whatever
0: is right. I'll pay you whatever is right. I want to, you know, come on into the vineyard. Great. I'm hired. I get to go in. How much? I don't even ask. He says whatever is right. Fine. Second group?
1: Whatever's right again. Third group? Same. And the same.
0: So the first group is different from those that went out into the vineyard later. These had a contract. They don't trust the old man. These say, Oh yeah, whatever is right. What is this denarius? What's the wrong answer? Heaven. Heaven. Eternal life. It's not that. It's not heaven. It's not eternal life. If it were, everybody gets... A denarius at the end, you would say, every one of all those, they all get to go to heaven. They're all saved. They all have eternal life. It's not.
1: Is it worldly gifts?
0: It is. It is nothing other than worldly gifts. It's the stuff uh, that's... That, you work in God's house. You work in God's church. You do the things that he says, and he says, I will pay you. I will bless you. I will provide for you um, for sure. And that's what he does. He makes sure that they uh, uh, that they get. When we get to the end, we've got five groups. Well, I had them like this: the first, and then the last four kind of together. But uh, what happens? We're going to, oh, we're going to take the last group and bring them first. And he, denarius, and he gives them a 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 denarius. And everybody gets a denarius. No distinction, except for what? The
1: last group's upset about that.
0: The last groups, the group, the
1: Well, the first group hired,
0: Which was first, but now the first have become last. The ones who are last in line, hired first, are upset. They're grumbling. They don't like it. They had the contract at the beginning because they didn't trust it. Then they got exactly what they should have gotten. And they're grumbling and they're mad. What about the other four groups?
1: That's the They're happy with it, apparently.
0: So, what do we learn?
1: <laughs> <laughs> isn't it funny? But you know, people come to
0: those crazy conclusions. I mean
1: Well the earlier in the church, the more blessings you it would seem. This isn't the church world. This is the world. Right? Huh? <laughs> no, because the the faithful are the ones that go, okay. Because you, they're trusting that he's God and he's going to define what's right. Number one, right? Is that not true? So they are the church if they have faith and they're trusting. All
0: of these have been called into the church. All five groups—they're all in. They're all brought in. When it gets to the end, that first group trusted
1: in their works.
0: Trusted in well. All they wanted was the stuff. They didn't trust him at all. They had a contract with him. All they wanted was
1: his stuff. The other four groups trusted that he would give them what was right and good and actually gave them more than what they even deserved.
0: The one that worked an hour got a day's wage. (laughs) Salvation is to come into the church. Salvation is to be called by him into the vineyard. But when we get to the end of the story, what we realize is that first group, which then was the last one thinking they would get more, what does he say to them? Get out! Go! So, Risden, what is this? This is the visible church here on earth. And you know what? There are people sitting in the pews that are believers and unbelievers side by side. Some are here just because they want a good reputation. They want to get some blessings. They think that if you do this, you get ahead. I work for God and God blesses me. um, And that's all they want. Do they really believe in the forgiveness of sins? Do they really want to be with God and trust in him? No, they're here to work. And what do I get out of it? Um, and in the end, God says, you know what? Even the unbeliever that works in his church, he pays him. I'll make sure you get paid for anything that you have done for me. You, you, uh, um, yeah. For the believer, the one who comes in because he loves Christ, gets blessed. Above and beyond everything. And so we see that, you know, yeah, the denarius is not salvation. Otherwise, there would be people getting salvation and they would be grumbling and complaining. No, in fact, he is going to send them out because they never were believers. Question, comment? Yeah, but I, <laughs> I talked long enough you forgot to. <laughs> When he gets to the end, he says, "Or is your eye evil because I am good?" We tend to what? That's law. Yes, it is. Oh, yes, that's definitely law. Uh, (laughs) Right. Our modern uh, uh, physiology—we we 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 know what the eye does, and so we think the eye as a receiver kind of thing. Um, They didn't see it that way. Uh, they saw the eye as the thing that directed who you are and where you went. And if you think about that, uh, you have to look at the thing to, that you lust after, and you are, you know, it's directing you to where you ought to go. Um, you will hide your eyes from that which you don't want to. And so here he says, guess what? Um, your eye is evil. That is, that which comes from inside is leading you to, we might say, to see things. In a way that is not right. Um, and so here, he talks about the last will be first, the first will be last. Those who consider them first. Those who consider themselves to be, I've worked harder and more than anyone else. Yeah, they're trusting in that. Uh, that's that's the problem. That is what he is describing um, and so whenever you have this exam, whenever you have this phrase put at the end, the last will be first and the first will be last, you will find that what it means is that one group is saved and one group is not saved. That's exactly what it means. The one who thinks they're saved are not, and the ones who come trusting in the mercy end up finding out that they are in fact saved. Um, at the very end of this, for many are called, but few are, but few chosen. Um, it lets us know that from God's perspective, you know, is He desiring? Absolutely. And yet, when we get to, uh, uh, to see, uh, there are the many and then there are the few. There are all those who come into the church and then there are those who are actually saved. Um, there are all that Christ died for and yet there are very few who, who receive that gift. Um, uh, that is what it is, is describing. Questions, comments.
1: All right. Get your blue sheet out. And we'll conclude with
0: our responsive prayer. Please stand. Holy God, holy and most gracious Father,
1: have mercy. mercy.
0: You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. He says, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers, to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, ever and ever. Amen.
1: Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. And for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the assembly of the people. And praise him in the company of the elders.
0: He turns rivers into a wilderness. And the water springs into dry ground.
1: A fruitful land into barrenness for the wickedness of those who dwell in it. He turns a wilderness into pools of water and dry land into water springs. There he makes the hungry dwell that they may establish a city for a dwelling place. And sow fields and plant vineyards, that they may yield a fruitful harvest. He also blesses them, and they multiply greatly, and he does not let their cattle decrease. Whoever
0: is wise will observe these things and they will
1: understand the loving kindness of the Lord. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be,
0: be with you and with your spirit let us pray o oh lord we implore you favorably to hear the prayers of your people that we who are justly punished for our offenses may be mercifully delivered by your goodness for the glory of your name through jesus christ your son our savior who lives and reigns with the father and the holy spirit one god now and forever amen The final petition. O God, who has sounded into our ears thy divine and salutary oracles, illuminate the souls of us sinners to the comprehension of that which has been read, so that we may not only be seen to be hearers of spiritual things, but doers of good works, following after faith without guile, blameless life, conversation without charge of guilt, in Christ Jesus our Lord, with whom Thou art blessed, with Thy most holy and good and quickening spirit, now and ever, and to ages of ages. Amen. Let us bless the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: The Lord bless us, defend us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.